It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Seems like it wasn't all that long ago when Colonel D. Stewart was just that guy with the quirky hat and mustache, and now he rules the world, I'm pretty sure. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about his latest expansion in the spice world. Welcome, Colonel. Oh, thank you. I love being here with you. You, you know, get me tickled. I have to think, before I came in this morning, I was thinking about you and that I was going to talk to you, and I was thinking to myself, you're kind of like Kleenex. Oh? In that nobody calls it a tissue. They call everything <laughs> Kleenex. It's like when it comes to spice in our area, it's Colonel D. And I just think that's got to be an amazing seat to be sitting in. It it really is. Um, it's not really something that I envisioned. I thought I was just going to, you know, help people cook better. Yeah. Uh, but it has been an interesting uh, little uh, journey, shall we say? Absolutely. Let's try and condense the journey up to what you're doing right now in just a real quick little overview of how you landed with Colonel D's Herbs and Spice and, and go from there. Sure. Ten years, ten and a half years ago, I had a TV show on cable. I remember I was a guest. Northern Kentucky, yes. And um, I thought that I was going to show everybody how to make these things and, oh, the world would be a wonderful place. Well, every time I came off the set, instead of them saying, hey, thanks for showing me how to make Arissa, uh, they would say, by the way, where can I buy that? And that's not fair to do to an entrepreneur. So I started looking for space immediately. Uh, but uh, that means 10 and a half years ago, the company was my wife and myself, two card tables, which we had bronzed, and oh. uh, 15 items. And so now fast forward uh, the 10 and a half years, we have three locations ourselves. We are in all 10 Rimke stores with displays and product. Uh, we have an outlet in Lexington. We have an outlet, two outlets in Lexington. We have an outlet in, um, I'm forgetting where all we are, Indiana. Sellersburg, Indiana. Uh, we're everywhere. That's and amazing. I've got 35 people that uh, work at the store. And uh, we, this is the, the number that terrifies me when I think about it. And, and if I don't want to sleep at night, I'll start pondering on it. We move about three tons of spices a quarter. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's scary. That's a lot. Now, is that all to the public, or is it some stuff that you make for people? No, and- yeah, most most of that, the, the heavy duty, the heavy lifting, uh, honestly, is done by chefs and restaurants. Right. Um, we have many, many items that we make specifically for them. It never goes out into the retail part of the store. Uh, we just manufacture it, and it goes straight out the back. It turns out we're the only spice manufacturer in the entire Commonwealth, so we do very well in in Kentucky. That's that's (laughs) fantastic. Well, you know, every once in a while, when someone's been on the planet long enough, they learn ways that they may have impacted somebody's life or, you know, do you, what are some more memorable interactions you've had with people that you've really changed their lives with spices? The the most fun thing and and the biggest compliment that I think I've ever been paid was one of my customers came in. I mean, I had seen them often, knew, knew them, you know, well enough to know that they were repeat customers. And they told me that 
I had put the fun back in cooking that they had all but given up and were eating out way too often and said, you know, your, your attitude, your, your, um, uh, all your customer relationships and, and the product that you have has really just changed cooking for me. And it's now fun. That's, that's what I'm all about. That's huge. That's huge. Oh. Well, I think for me, some of what you've turned me on to has been sort of that discovery way of cooking and eating, the salt block. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like a pivotal moment for me. I just loved <laughs> that it wasn't so much. That was an epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And truly, so many of my friends and family that I would yeah. use it for were so turned on by it. And the salt pearls and, the you know, all of these different right. things. So really, salt is where... You got my my mind a rocking, <laughs> but it's nice that you have such a selection. You're so well versed. Your staff sure. is so well versed, and now you're doing some more cool things. I wanted to jump <laughs> ahead to, to that, but for example, yes. you have got a lending library. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you have a little space and you got a little something, something, and plus, my wife was threatening me. Um, I was going to have to permanently sleep with the dog <laughs> if I didn't get rid of all those boxes of cookbooks that I had collected. Yeah. You know, uh, gosh, me and, and a, uh, some kind of uh, antique mall or something like that and a box of cookbooks, oh, it's it's not pretty. <laughs> it's just not right. So I thought, well, what can we do with that? And we happened to have this very large piece of furniture come our way, and I thought, well, Gosh, that would make a heck of a library. And uh, so we put that in there. And what's really At nice Finley is, Market, right? Well, Finley's where we took it from. It's oh, in the Fort Thomas It's store. in the Fort Thomas. I misunderstood yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, we, we disassembled the piece that we had at Finley and didn't have any place to put it there. And so we said, all right, let's take that back and we'll make this library thing out of it. But it's more than just cookbooks. If someone really wants to study food, Right. And particular cultures. Uh, we've got all kinds of reference books. In fact, I've got the Oxford English Book of America, Encyclopedia of American Cooking. It's in two volumes. Wow. I mean, this thing, I mean, it's yeah. all you can do to pick up one, much less both of them. Yeah. And pretty much everything you'd ever want to know about cooking in America and how it came to be and what it is and so on and so forth. It's in that it's book. It's in there. You know, what an opportunity for somebody who, A, might not be able to afford to buy that book, or B, might not even know of the existence of that book. Right. Or C, doesn't really need to keep that book around the house for the rest of their natural sure. lives. They just want to use it for a while. I mean, I think that you've tapped into the whole Uber idea, the whole, you know, that sharing society. Sure. It makes so much sense. So there's no fee for somebody. They just need to come no. see you in Fort Thomas. And, in fact, we give back to them. Which is um, amazing. If you check out a book, you get five points on our loyalty cards. Uh, if you bring the book back, which we hope you will. Uh, you get 10 more points on your loyalty card. And if you're so inclined, if you would like to share your library with the public, um, we'll give you a point per book. That's amazing. And uh, we've had a lot of people say that they're they're going to show up with their box. So just oh, yeah. you know, be ready. I'm going to be there. <laughs> you can imagine how many I have. My, my old house, my den was fully lined on two full walls with cookbooks, oh pretty much floor to ceiling. And I loved them. And oh, I sure. still love them. But truthfully, 
I don't need that with me right now. I just, it's, right. it's too much. And so I keep going through and pairing, but I've got great ones. Trust me, each one, it's like hard to let go of, yes. but, but I'm ready. And, and the fact that someone else could enjoy them is amazing. We have all of Julia Childs, for example. Yes. You know, and th- those are things that you want to read, but you don't necessarily have to have that. You're not going to do French cooking every exactly. night. Exactly. No. So, Fort Thomas, let's talk about this. I mean, That's my producer, Joe, said he stopped in to buy some lavender <laughs> and was like, what? It's so big. Yeah, it's uh, we actually totally have 4,000 square feet under lease, but you won't see all of that right. when you come in to shop. Um, we have a retail up front. Just behind that, we have our new teaching kitchen, and we're having classes in there now, but we'll have more sophisticated classes once we get our hood installed, which for those of you who have been in the store before, the hood's in the basement, folks. We're going to get it upstairs anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> and uh, then behind that is our production facility. One of the reasons why we had to move from Florence, uh, which is where we were doing our production before, is suddenly we needed to do wet production. So we do our own barbecue sauce, marinades, those kinds of things. I had no place to put a wet room. Sure. And so here, there's a big glass uh, wall, and you can actually watch my folks making the uh, liquids, the the barbecue sauces and so on. You definitely want to come in on a day when we're doing that because it it smells smells great. Oh, my God, God. I bet it smells great. I just start drooling when I come (laughs) in the door. And then behind that is our dry uh, mixing room. Uh, We actually have... uh, an office upstairs where my uh, right arm Deborah and I can uh, kind of hide and actually get things done, and then we have um, a thousand square foot warehouse in the base or the first floor. That's amazing. I'm telling you, you are just like <laughs> taking over the world. Well, you talk about the classes that you're doing in May. You've got quite a variety: lamb and grilling and brunch ideas. But you know what I'm drawn to: the power of powdered cheese. Oh. So we should clarify that because yeah. somebody might be thinking, powdered cheese, what kind of weird uh-huh. stuff is that? It's yeah. legit powdered it cheese. And we're not talking about the, I'm going to have to watch my language here, the oh, stuff just say it. that comes <laughs> in the uh, the, the uh, Green noodles, can. The, the mac and cheese. That, oh, right, right, right. That yeah. bright orange, yeah. bilious. Fluorescent. That's not cheese, people. Steer clear of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it can hurt you. Yeah. No, what we're talking about is when you're making cheese, you have two items. You have curds and you have whey. The curds will eventually end up being your cheese, and the whey is typically discarded. Well, the curds are where all the fat is, and the whey is where all the protein is. So if you capture the whey, then you dry it and spin dry it and turn it into a powder you then have powdered cheese. So there's very little fat in it. You'll learn in this class that you have to add fat to cook with it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll burn like just throwing a piece of cheese down on a hot right. skillet. You right. know, it burns real quickly. Right. You got to go visit Colonel D. Hey, anywhere now. He's everywhere. <laughs> but you can find a list of his locations and the classes and all that's going on at Colonel D. Herbs and Spite? You tell me the website. Well, either ColonelD.com or visit our Facebook. It's a little bit easier to keep that up to date. And fresh. Okay. And so uh, Colonel D. on Facebook. Uh, get you there, there you go. And D is D-E. Colonel D. on Facebook. 
D. Stewart, thank you so much for joining me on Amy's Table. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com.